Welcome to the Roundtable, episode 122. I am Jennifer Eller, the Events and Environment Ministry Leader here at Life Church, and with me we have our lead pastor Mike Hill, and with us is my great friend and fellow prayer warrior um, Shani Young and her beautiful daughter Tracy. Um, we should all hello. Clap. <laughs> right. That's what these are for. We just never use them. Are those jelly beans? No. That's her medicine for her cold. You brought jelly beans? I love jelly beans. No, no, I was just distracted. I like those those look really good. So um, Shani and Tracy, they just got back from Israel, a trip with their family. And so we wanted to have them on to hear about their experience, you know, things that they saw while they were there, hear how God worked in their lives, um, just all of that. But before we get to that part, let's just kind of get to know you both just a little bit more. So um, just tell us a little bit about each of you. Um, My name is Shani. I have been coming to life for I don't even know how long. You may know. Like I don't, a long time. I don't know how eight, long. nine years. Oh, I think it's been. We've been here thirteen. So. so I think it's been about eleven. Okay, um, and I have three kids. Um, Do you love to read? I don't love to read. Do you have a favorite book? <laughs> what about movies? Um, Do you have a favorite movie? Yeah, probably my best friend's wedding is my favorite movie. Yeah. My best friend's wedding. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't. Even it's heard like of a that. comedy. Okay, <laughs> do not like romance. <laughs> do not. I mean, this is like no a romantic sa- comedy. No that's sappy like nothing. Stuff. No, no, I've never sappy. seen The Notebook or anything like that. Like that's no. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't really have many hobbies. <laughs> you don't have any hobbies. I don't think I do. I like to work out. Mm-hmm. I would consider. I guess that would be my hobby. Okay. Are you a Netflix person? Do you like ever? You don't watch. Do you ever no. watch TV? The only time I watch TV is at night to put myself to sleep, and I. I think I've told you a hallmark because I already know oh, what's going to yeah, happen. Oh, yeah, you did say that. I forgot. Yeah, that. I just fall asleep to it. Well, I could fall asleep to that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if anybody wants to fall asleep, watch the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, it because mm. you just know what's going to happen. So, no, yeah. I'm not a big TV person. Yeah. Tracy, are you? Mm. Like you, TV, um, book, Yeah, movie? no, no to books. I do like Christian books, but, like, okay. to so just read a book for fun, no. No. Um. But yeah, I like TV shows. I, I'm always watching some kind of series or something. What do you got a favorite? I love Gossip Girl. I've watched that like six times. I love Gossip Girl. <laughs> I've um, never seen it. Never Gossip Girl. <laughs> really? Manifest. You know, I did. Yeah, I, I did watch it. Watching and, that. and when I got on the plane to go to Israel, all I could think of, which they don't even know anything about it, so I didn't say anything to anybody. <laughs> but all I thought was like, oh, I wonder if like, and then we, oh my gosh, we hit turbulence too. Oh. And like, that, that was, was it. The plane's going to disappear for eight years. I was thinking of Manifest, and I didn't say that to anybody, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like Manifest. What a fav- favorite movie? Um. Okay, like I'm opposite. I like romance. So I like the one with Miley Cyrus. I forget the name of it. Um, Wrecking Ball? No. <laughs> That's a song. Is, oh. that a, is that a movie? No. Um, <laughs> I know. That's the only thing I can think of Miley Cyrus is Wrecking Ball. No, it was her. No, I love Dan Montana too, but it was a love story. And I don't know. My mind's blank right now. Is it Hannah Montana yeah. and Miley Cyrus the same mm-hmm. person? Yeah, yeah but they're But this different. is when she was normal they're, and this is when she's crazy. Yeah, but yeah. she at the time she was still normal. It's actually a movie she made with her ex-husband and it was cute. I can't think of the name right now. It'll okay. come up in the middle of it, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but when you say like Christian book, you have like a Christian fiction or no, um, like self help books. Anything I like to I like to read about prayer, like oh. like prayer warriors. Um, 
my mind's blank right now. Like I can't think of any. I like um, the circle. What's it called? Yeah, the circle maker. Circle maker. Mark I like Anderson. that one. Um, Do you ever yeah. read any of Tommy Tenney's books? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love oh. all of his books. I've read a lot of them. So, yeah, some people think they're far out, but I love them. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, I think they're cool. Anyway. Did you read the one? I can't think of what it's called, but he was at a church preaching and the spirit fell like so hard there that the, um, the, what do you call it? Where you stand to preach the God, you know, like where you put your Bible. Well, they call them pulpits. Yeah. Like yeah. A, the pulpit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that the, in the old days, yes, like the big it was made pulpit. of plexiglass, but it shattered. Mm-hmm. Mm, like that's just, well, well I mean, and, and even in the oh, fresh wind, fresh mm-hmm. faith, fresh fire, um, Jim Cimbala books. No, I don't so know. So Jim Cimbala, this is the thing that, and we'll probably talk about this a little bit, you know, when you're talking mm-hmm. about the Israel experience, but, you know, the whole idea of the power of the spiritual realm and the things that happen. So Jim Cimbala had a church in New York, and so he has his book called Fresh Faith, Fresh Fire, Fresh something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, he talks about how they deal with demon-possessed people, and so he said there was this uh, Hispanic woman, she's like five, five. She comes walking in during a mm. service and, you know, she was demon possessed and walked up there to pray for her. And she grabbed him, picked him up and threw him from like the bottom of the stage clear to the top of the stage and wow. how they had to, you know, pray over it. But those are the things mm. that are always fascinating to me. Cause some people are like, Oh, it's just all gibberish, you know, like that stuff isn't real, but mm-hmm. I think that you got to open yourself up into the the spiritual yep. realm and the things that that it are true. Like I do think some of that stuff is fabricated, but it's mm-hmm. but it's for sure reality. Yeah. I mean, we read about it in scripture, like the guy that was chained up, and they had to chain him up because mm-hmm. of his strength and could break his chains and all that. So that stuff's got to be real. Yeah, absolutely. Why would it mm-hmm. have stopped? You know, and yep. why wouldn't it have been different? You know, with that. So mm-hmm. in that, like. Uh, Jennifer talked about you guys were in Israel. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the like, hey, we showed up and you know the place gets bombed, and then you try to figure out how to get out. Can you give some highlights of like, like these are some moments like we saw some certain things that moved you in certain ways, or were there certain things that were like to see that and then read it? Because the th- when we did the footsteps of Paul, that's the part I thought was so cool. Like you're reading it in the Bible. And you're standing at the place that it happened. Mm-hmm. I think some of that stuff, that's to me was fascinating. Mm-hmm. So any of the moments, like whether it's a site that you saw or whether it's conversations that you had, anything that sticks out, Tracy, with you or? Um, okay. So when we first got there, actually it was the second day because we got there a day before everyone by accident. Um, <laughs> by that, accident. And then that's when everything happened mm-hmm. and we were like by ourselves, but. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So the second day was actually like the first day of the tour. So we're in the bus and we're like driving like to the northern part of Israel. And I was looking around and I was like talking to God. And I felt guilty kind of for saying this to God. But then I was like, God knows my heart. So I'm just going to say it anyways. Like this is the thoughts that's gone through my mind. So I'm praying and I'm like, God, like, you know, I see these cool places on TikTok Mm -hmm like Bora Bora and like all these, you know, like magnificent, Mm -hmm. magnificent places. And I'm like, this isn't really cool. Like (laughs) nothing. And I felt so, but I I was being serious. Like I was like, there's not, I mean, it wasn't ugly, but it wasn't, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just wasn't pretty to me. I was like, 
why is this your chosen land? Like, mm-hmm. why did you choose to come here of all places? And mm-hmm. all throughout the entire trip, I learned a lot about like parts of the land and um, just different things. She'll she'll share um, a lot like about the honey and stuff. Like, okay, so I'll just show you, I guess. Yeah. So um, <laughs> our tour guide, so she was talking about how um, whenever God promised the Israelites, he said the land of flowing, flowing of milk and honey. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, um, Israel is divided in two. And then, so the top part, like the Northern part is honey and it's actually date honey and the land is like really fertile. So like they have like, Green. yeah. <laughs> so like they have lots of plants and stuff like that. And then the Southern part has like all of, is it goats and what, what else? Sheep. Yeah. And it's, um, dry, it looks like desert, like mountainous desert. Mm. You don't see green. Very, yeah. very mm-hmm. rarely you might see one tree. Huh. So that's why it's called mm-hmm. the land flowing of milk and honey. And so when I read that in the Bible, I was always thinking like, oh, it's just like this awesome land. I didn't really didn't take it literal, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So when she's saying all this and I'm looking around and I'm just like, there's just nothing that sticks out mm-hmm. to me. And then at this time we were um, by like the Sea of Galilee. So there's water. And I felt like the Lord said to me, because I'm all you need. So mm-hmm. like your necessities is here, but that's it. Like mm. there's not, not much else. I mean, and then mountains. Okay. So like when I read and it says so-and-so went to this mountain or that mountain, they're not mountains, they're hills. It reminded me of Kentucky. I was like, this looks <laughs> so like Kentucky. Like it, it's that tall. Yeah, like, cause sure. we've been to Colorado and like, those are mountains right. to me, mm-hmm. but these were hills. And I'm like, this is so weird. And I felt like the Lord said, because I'm all you need, like everything mm-hmm. that you need is here and nothing extra. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that yeah, no, I learned. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. That again, that one, you would be honest to say, uh, Jerusalem, mm-hmm. Israel, Bora Bora, man. What were you thinking whenever you landed your people here? But yeah. I think that's a cool perspective when you say, hey, then, you know, God can mm-hmm. say, like, don't get too caught up in the land, but get caught up in me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, for but, sure. And well, another thing that I thought was kind of like funny. Um, so, OK, I've never been to L.A., but like my friends have. And so like they've been to like the friends set and stuff. And so they videoed it on their Snapchat. And so like when you're watching these these TV shows, you know, like the set or whatever, it looks like a, a large kitchen. It look everything mm-hmm. looks normal, you know. Mm-hmm. But then when you see it on other people's Snapchats or like any any TV show or any set, it's really tiny and it's like, you know, squeezed mm-hmm. in. And it's like that's so weird how they make it look mm-hmm. so real. Mm-hmm. That's how all of Israel looked to me. It was so small and everything was like so packed together. And I'm like, in my mind when I, cause like I have this picture, you know, in my mind when I read my Bible and it looked nothing, it was tiny. It was just like, so, like I said, it wasn't mountains, it was hills. Like mm-hmm. it was just, it was kind of funny. Cause I was like, oh, it's so, it's mm-hmm. so packed together. It's so funny looking. Right. But, yeah. It makes me think of like, I wonder if that's part of the reason people struggle to experience the presence of God here mm-hmm. because we fall so in love with mm-hmm. the country. We fall so in love with our mm-hmm. surroundings. We fall so in love with everything that we have. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me is like when people get away like that, th- mm-hmm. that happens a lot of times on mission trips of any sort where like when something's taken away, you know, that distracts you, you know, which tends to be Mm -hmm. everything here. You know what I mean? There's just so much distraction that you can then experience God in ways that you couldn't before. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's a great perspective. 
Um, yeah. Since you said distraction, tell him about how you prayed for your dad's phone not to work. <laughs> so, um, dad lived on the phone the entire time. Mm -hmm. Like, it, I mean, he lived on the phone. Like, like everyone texted. Yeah, no, just like you need to get your family out of there. You're, oh. What are you doing? Like, he kept oh. getting phone call and phone uh, text, and yeah. So he was just on it all the time, and I'm like. Look around where you're at. Leave the phone alone. Oh, God. He wouldn't leave the phone alone. Um, and I mean, I had so many people, like random people I've never even met before, mm -hmm. like messaging me too, asking if I'm okay. So, I mean, my phone was going off too, but half the time I ignored it and mm -hmm. like I still tried to like soak everything in. And I was like a photographer. I mean, I took pictures everywhere. But then as soon as I would stun, mm -hmm. like I'd put my phone in and then try to like meditate and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, I wouldn't, because I don't think we said this yet, but dad was really scared. Like none of us were, but dad was really scared. And um, so I prayed and I asked God, I said, you know, if his phone is distracting him, then just let it not work or something. Because I told I told him that too before, like I even prayed that. I was like, why don't you just turn it off? And he's like, no, people's going to go crazy. And I said, well, let them know then. Like say, hey, I'm turning my phone off. We're okay. Whatever. And he's like, no, I can't do that. So anyways, that night I prayed that when <laughs> the next day, the moment we entered Jerusalem, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating. The moment we hit the city limit, my service went out for about four to five hours. Really? I turned my phone off probably maybe three times, I guess, probably three total. And then I went to like setting cellular data and like turn that off and on probably nine times and nothing would work. Their phones work, not mine. So <laughs> it, was it was me. And I feel like I was, I actually, and I didn't even tell mom, like I told no one. I was like, all right, God, I see what you did there. So <laughs> I let it go. Funny. Yeah. Shana, you have anything that sticks out to you? Oh my God. I mean, I know you have a thousand yes. things. You and Jennifer um, were talking earlier about. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I, I don't, I don't know what one thing that sticks out. Like I don't have like a favorite. Um, one thing that was really cool is we were in the, like the vicinity of where Peter denied Jesus mm. like that third time. And we were looking at the statue and it's a statue of him. And I think maybe a Roman soldier and a little girl or something. And as I took a picture of it in the background, like a good ways away, you could hear it an echo of a rooster crowing. No. Uh and the, another Whoa. man, he was, I forget what his occupation was. It wasn't archaeologist, but he was something like really smart. And he asked me, he's like, do you hear that? And I said, yes, because I think he thought he was hearing like mm. in the spirit. <coughs> and um, <coughs> he's like, you do hear that? And I said, yes, I do. And he goes, you mean you hear a rooster? And I said, mm. yes, I do. And he just mm. is crying. That was a really, really special moment because I felt conviction of mm. I have done this, maybe not that way, <coughs> but the way I've lived my life. And that was really, that was really neat. Like mm. just, I was something I wasn't expecting because it wasn't a rooster there. It was in the distance. Mm. So I thought that was really cool. Um, no, I'm just in awe of how God had like our steps ordered from the day mm. from, I'm the one who messed up our, our tickets and we went in there a full day early <laughs> And, and you didn't know that no, until you got there? No, I didn't know there? until the, until the day before mm -hmm. we were leaving. And then I tried to switch my tickets because we were supposed to meet um, at the airport between 4 and 6 at this mm -hmm. <coughs> cafe. And then everybody leave from there. Like, that's what we were told to make our our, our mm -hmm. flights for. Well, I did that, but the day before. So mm -hmm. then the day before, I did try to um, 
redo our flights, but it was like thousands of dollars yeah. more. It was much cheaper to go in and get a room. Mm-hmm. And so I, at first I was so nervous because I was like, but he's going to kill me. I can't <laughs> believe I did this. What am I going to do? And so mm-hmm. I just started Googling, like, I wanted to make sure I had like a very nice room because I didn't know anything about it there. And then um, one place that we were not allowed to go to was um, Bethlehem, like the, our pastor we were with, um, he was like, that's the only place that I, I don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. taking this group other stuff going on. It's in a different country. And um, he's like, uh, no, but my girlfriend who went in March, their um, driver took them there. And he like knew guys mm-hmm. to, they didn't have to go through security or go through the border or something. I, I don't remember what she said, but she's like, um, that the day that I figured out that I um, messed up our tickets, she sent me his WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't going to tell Buddy that our pastor said it's unsafe to go to Bethlehem. <laughs> But my, you're sneaky. What I was, I was just not going to lie about it, but I just yeah, wasn't going to yeah. mention it. Right. So that was what was on my agenda. We're like, mm. okay, we're going to go in there a day early. I am going to mm. get my family to go see where Jesus was born. You know, yeah. like, why wouldn't I? This must be God. <laughs> you know? And so I also made our mm. hotel, um, I picked the hotel that is connected to a mall, and it was close to this place called the Carmel Market. And I'd seen it on TikTok, like, it looked really cool. So I was like, okay, we're going to have a full day. It's going to be great. As soon as we step off, step off the plane, Buddy, like there's the war isn't going on, but Buddy is so nervous and like he just didn't mm-hmm. like it. As soon as he stepped off, there was something, I don't know, he just got into a really bad mood mm-hmm. and he was hungry because, you know, it was like a 10-hour flight. <laughs> and he's hungry. Yeah, and we all pretty much were hangry at this time. And so we get to the hotel and it's, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know this at the time, like it didn't even occur to me. It's Shabbat. So nothing is open mm. from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. They do not do anything. Down to like the, I'm not joking, the <coughs> elevators were on Shabbat. When the woman yes. told me that, I was like, what? <laughs> and she said, yeah, the left one stops on every, every floor. floor. So use the right. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I took a picture the next morning we went to get coffee. There was a um, like a sign or a paper, and it said something about the coffee maker being on Shabbat. You I was like, I have coffee. <laughs> the coffee maker is on Shabbat. It was so, and I texted my aunt, and I said, um, even the elevators and the coffee makers are on Shabbat. I don't really know what this means, but this is so weird. So that made Buddy even more mad because yeah. he's starving, and they don't have, like, um, machines with chips and stuff in them there. Mm. They have nothing. There's nothing to eat. There's not a gas station nearby, like, nothing. And so I did bring granola bars and miniature Snickers. So that's what we had for dinner. <laughs> and I bring I bring my own coffee maker everywhere mm-hmm. I go. You what? Yeah, I have a little coffee maker and it travels. It's been all over. And <laughs> it did not work there. Like I, you know, I had the adapter for the mm-hmm. the electricity, but it pulled too much electricity, so it wouldn't work. So now we have it's been 24 mm-hmm. hours, no coffee, no food. Buddy's nervous. It was Horrible, mm-hmm. you know, just horrible. And so that that that's that evening. Okay, the next morning, still Shabbat. Um, I were sleeping and I hear the sirens, and I'm. It wakes me up and I'm like, mm-hmm. I knew that I knew that exact sound because mm-hmm. I watch Israel News daily, mm-hmm. and and I was like, no, nothing's like I know mm-hmm. nothing major is going on right now. It's I'm, we're fine. Probably mm-hmm. like I don't know if it's a minute or two minutes. You hear the bomb. <laughs> Wow. And I'm like, my eyes mm-hmm. just open. I run to the window. I look out. There's nothing. Like, nobody is out there. There's nothing. And we're right across from a woman's hospital. So I'm t- 
trying to tell myself, I bet that's their ambulance. I'm here. They must be doing construction. Wow. Like, I know nothing's the going on. Is their ambulance? No, like the, oh, sirens. the sirens. Oh, and then it. I thought the boom mm-hmm. was like maybe construction somewhere, mm-hmm. you know? Because the whole town looks like it's under construction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, this, mm-hmm. I'm not going to wake Buddy up. There's nothing we can do anyway. I'm letting him sleep. Um, the kids, they have their own room. And I'm like, I'm not waking them up. There's, they're fine. So I go ahead and start getting dressed, and I hear it again. Still, I don't wake them up. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody else in the room's waking up because of bombs <laughs> so, or sirens. So what? I was in my—me and Jet were in our own room, and I was sleeping. Now, this was like 6 their time, probably like 9 or 10 here, but we were so tired. Okay. So I was like, you ever be—you ever like, you're in a sleep, and you hear things, but you're still sleeping? You know what I mean? Like, so I heard it, but then I was like, no. And I kept sleeping. I didn't even open my eyes. Like, mm. I was so tired. So, no, I heard it. Okay. And I, you could feel it, too. Like, I felt mm. it because it was only, but, like. It wasn't far away. <laughs> a couple the miles away. Far away. Yeah, mm-hmm. a couple you miles, a couple this? streets. I do know all of this. You I knew all this I when it was I going on? I kept in contact she with her daily. She emailed me, like, at 4.42 a.m., you know, you need to be praying for me. This is going on. There are missiles and all of this yeah, stuff. And I mean, I'm just like. Yeah, we got the prayer request. But yeah, then yeah, I sent it I to you guys. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that it was like. Yeah, yeah no, just just a couple know. blocks, maybe miles. I don't yeah. know. But yeah. So then when Buddy gets up, I still don't tell him anything. <laughs> and Buddy like, hasn't heard it or felt it. No, he's it. out. Where to go, Buddy? Have a sleeper. Have you so, sleeper. So, yeah. He doesn't, he gets up and he's getting dressed and I'm like, I'm not going to tell him. He's already so mad, you know, that we're here and it's, he can't eat. And um, so we, they did have breakfast for us, but their breakfast is different, of course, but. It's Shabbat I'm, breakfast. Yeah, no, yes, yes. But they only have dairy in the morning and um, meat at night. So it's. It's just different. The breakfast was delicious. But um, so we go up there and I'm just thinking, okay, he needs to get coffee and then I'll tell him everything. You know, (laughs) we've got to get him coffee. And after he gets dressed, he sees like under the door, like they slid a paper under there and telling that there's bombs and we need to go to the bomb bomb shelter. And he's like reading this, like what? And I'm like, oh, yes. (laughs) I I forgot to tell you. you. I forgot to tell you. I looked out this morning and there's... Bombs outside of our window just slipped my mind when we were eating yes. breakfast. And he's, you know, like, I'm like, but it's done. You know, there, it's been like minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. We're good. It's fine. So we go up mm. to breakfast. Then he sees there's no coffee. That makes him even more happy. <laughs> um, so he's asking the desk, the front desk, to get us a cab to take us to the uh, another town where we're supposed to meet the tour. Well, mm-hmm. actually, we were supposed to go back to the airport and meet our tour, get on the buses there, and go to another town. Mm-hmm. Well, now I just went out of this town. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, because it was in Tel Aviv. I'm like, we're done. We're, mm-hmm. We need to get up to where we we're going. So I'm texting the pastor. I'm like, are we okay? What's going on? Because he was already there, but not in the same town. And he said, where are you? That was it. And I was like, oh, gosh. And I told him, and I'm like, I think we're just going to come to you. We're not going to go to the airport. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's fine. Just come here, but you're fine. Don't worry. Like he was super calm, keeping everybody calm. Mm -hmm. So, um, we, I, buddy's trying to get a cab and they have no like large cabs or vans. And so he's, the lady was like, you need to get two cabs for your family. And buddy's like, I'm not putting my family in two cabs. We are going to go in the same Mm -hmm. cab, whatever. So I am texting the the driver that picked us up from the airport and brought us there, he reads it. He doesn't respond. Like, I'm asking, can you come and get us? He does not respond. 
Now, the day before, when I thought I was going to go to Bethlehem, I had that guy's WhatsApp number. So I'm texting him, explaining our situation. Mm -hmm. And he came from Jerusalem to get us. And his family did not even want him to come and get us. He came, picked us up, and then took Mm -hmm. us to what's called Herzilla, or I don't know how to pronounce it, to another town. And he was trying to um, explain the situation that was going on. He's like— you know, trying to calm Buddy down. Oh, and this is very funny. Mm-hmm. Buddy, Buddy's not a drinker. Like, it's very rare that he'll have mm-hmm. a drink. And after he didn't think we could get a cab, he there's a bottle of wine in there. He drinks a half a bottle. Like, <laughs> that morning, instead of coffee, he's got the wine. I only know of one time that my dad is drunk. Yeah, yeah like, like he's not a big drinker. Time. Like, And um, so now, now he's now he's fine. He's calm, yeah. and he's enjoying the, the taxi ride. But... Um, so we get to where we're going, and then I forgot kind of where I'm going with. Where, where am I going out with this? Well, this story? I mean, yeah, because the Jennifer had sent us like, "Hey, you know, you guys are <coughs> over there," and so for all of us here praying, but we didn't. I guess I didn't put it together that like you were that close because I I just in my mind made it sound like in my mind this is what I made up is that like you guys were somewhere there, but you were away from. We're no, I think fighting. in that initial like email, like 5,000 missiles, or, like missiles were like two blocks away or something yeah, like was, that. Um, I mean, they were like right the there. Heart. And you could tell at that point in time, the panic in you, because I, I was, was like, what should I do, Shani? What should I do? <coughs> and I thought, no, send it to the staff, send it to the prayer team. Do you need to, people need to be praying for them. But at first I was kind of like, oh, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with this. I mean, I even kind of got a little on edge. Yeah. For her. So that morning when I found out for sure what was going, that's when I emailed you because I didn't want to text because there was nothing you guys could do to wake, to wake yeah. you up. But yeah. um, I was, even though I was very nervous and I was panicky, I wasn't like, I didn't have fear. And I know that sounds super crazy. Because now, there wasn't like pandemonium around. Mm-hmm. No, uh, not where we were. I have a video of when we were in the hotel. So I told you the missiles first started around 6am. We got up around eight, had breakfast. I'm going to say, oh, Breakfast started at 10 because we almost missed it. Okay, so then. Can I interrupt you for just a second? Yeah, go ahead. Because I want people to think about this. So people that are watching on TV, right, we're seeing Mm -hmm. these guys come in on these things and shooting everybody and Mm -hmm. bombs in the city. And you're sitting here telling the story. You know, the bombs started going (laughs) off at 6 a.m. We went to to breakfast. (laughs) You know know what I mean? It it wasn't. um, That was in the Gaza Strip. We were a little ways away from that. Not by much, but we were away from that. Okay. Um, Sorry. No, 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 you're good. So anyways, I have a video of when we got back from breakfast, I'm going to say like 1030, of more sirens going off and we were like I was like videoing from our hotel room like down and you could see people like running now Mm. no like there's no military or any guns or anything but I mean there was panic right not like not like the news though but yeah I mean we see a little bit yeah Yeah, but not like you guys were seeing on tv yeah my family of course I had people Mm -hmm. messaging me that aren't even on my friends list Mm -hmm. on Facebook asking how can we help you get home and I'm like we're fine we're fine you know yeah um but no there was there was panic but or, I mean inside of myself but not fear and I don't know how to e- even explain that the um, peace that surpasses all understanding that's, yes I mean yeah. yeah I mean I would say that's <coughs> those are the things that you know when you say it when you teach it when you read it until you experience, experience it, it you don't know you don't know what that is yeah you and know? I've only had that twice in my life right and 
this for the longest time. I mean, it, this lasted a full week. Mm-hmm. Not saying that I didn't get nervous or anything, because I, I did at times, but it was, I don't know, it was just just that. Mm-hmm. But um, but you got out of Tel Aviv. Yeah. And you ended up, because I think what I read, maybe <coughs> it was the second text, or I can't remember, because immediately then I'm like, can you go find Facebook and see what's going on with Shani? So Sarah and I are like flipping through trying to find where you guys were at and what was going on. But then something said you guys moved north. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it that wasn't as mm-hmm. bad. Or- so yeah. from Tel Aviv that night we went to, I don't know how to say this, Herzilla or something. And we stayed there overnight. And they were all assuring us that this is a safe area. They do not even try to bomb here. <laughs> um, you know, it's always close to the Gaza Strip is what they where they have all the, the stuff going on. So um, we were perfectly fine. We even asked the pastor, like, can we go out and walk around? And that reminds me, like, that kind of sounds yeah. like it. <laughs> no, and this is... <laughs> so I actually, I have to stop real quick. So we had to um, move, we had to go to Jordan to be able to, to get out of Israel. And we were safe in Jordan, but Buddy heard like a firework or something when we were in a hotel mm-hmm. there. And immediately he's like, did you hear that? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you must have PST. P-O-S-T-D. She said P-O-S-T-D. And he's like, I have what? And I'm like, I don't know. Anyways. Okay, so back up. We go, we're in this town. And he's like, yeah, you can go out. I mean, it's still Shabbat. Shabbat seemed like it lasted a week, but forever without coffee. It was really, I don't know how they do it over there. So we um we were this is now you've moved on. You're out of Tel Aviv, you get to a place and you're like, it's like okay to walk around. Five minutes mm-hmm. north or thirty minutes north. And <clears throat> so we did, we walked around in there. It was like on on the ocean or on the Mediterranean Sea. And um that night we were sitting outside mm-hmm. and um we thought we heard something again. And you could see in the sky the missiles, and then you could see the mm-hmm. iron dome go and stop. Stop it. It was like a firework. It was actually very beautiful. And then you hear the sirens and Mm. then everybody, the employees and stuff, they are running, go to the bomb shelter and there's different bomb shelters. And we were, we had to go into basically the parking garage. (coughs) Excuse me. And that, at that moment, because I was like, okay, we were assured that this Mm -hmm. is a safe spot, no bombs, nothing. And I mean, men come down with just a towel around them. Like there was, they truly rushed to get in the bomb shelter. And then I did get nervous. That was another time that I got nervous because I looked at my kids and, you know, Mm -hmm. Buddy's taking us away from the group and he's like taking us by Mm -hmm. the pillars. He's like, we got to stand against this pillar and, you know, like all this stuff. And so he had like thought through the whole, like (laughs) where to take his brain was going. (laughs) And I did look at my kids. I'm thinking, am I being stupid? Like, Mm -hmm. because I am a, I really am a fearless person, but I don't want to do that to anybody else. You know, I'm, I, I did get a little bit, well, a lot nervous just looking at them thinking, God, am I not using wisdom here? Mm-hmm. So then I really went into a deep prayer of for guidance, you know, not because I can get kind of prideful, like, oh, this is what I said I'm going to do. I'm going to finish doing it. I don't care if there's bombs. Like I do <laughs> have that personality. <clears throat> um, so I really did have to pray about that. And I still had the peace like, no, you're you're fine. I've got you. So that next morning, we moved up into the Galilee area, and that was a lot safer. We didn't hear anything, except we did see tons and tons of tanks and fighter jets going constantly. Oh, mm-hmm. no. We heard, we were, like, right at the border of—where was that? at the, Above it. Lebanon it. or— Yeah. So I think, I think it where? was at 
I Lebanon? Think Lebanon. I'm not sure. I'd have to You'd look have on to the map. map. I don't But lie. we heard, we were like, I, was it only a mountain in between us? I don't remember. Yeah. Was it rifles? I don't know. I'm wanting oh you my to gosh. finish it. I forgot about I, that. Yes, we did hear some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. We got up there and they just wanted to shoot But it was scary, but I mean, we <laughs> did hear it was like machine guns. I don't know what kind of gun it was. Yeah, there was, was I mean, technically, yes, there was stuff going on all around us, mm. but we were safer, safer in mm-hmm. that area. Mm. Yeah. And so we stayed there for three days and the stuff that we learned there was just amazing. Mm. Like so amazing to look out on the, to be in or on the Sea of Galilee where Jesus did so many things. I mean, he walked on the water, he calmed the storm. Like you couldn't even, it was like your brain could not absorb mm-hmm. it. And we were kind of rushed, you know, cause the pastor said, I'm sorry, you know, but we do have to go through these things a lot faster than what we normally would. I want to make sure you guys get to see as much as we possibly can now instead of like taking your time to absorb things. But the way that God literally had his hand on every step that we took, like we went there to the Sea of Galilee and the boat that we had, um, the guys that own that, they already had three family members pass away in the war that day. Like mm. that day or the day before? It was the day before. Okay, the day before. Mm. They did not want to do any more tours. But because our guide had were friends with them, they took our tour out mm. and that was it. Last one for four months. Mm. And wow. That was amazing to me because I probably would have been really depressed if I didn't get to go yeah, out like on this. Who thing. does that? You the go there next and you can't day. even go out. And then, um, like when we did go into Jordan, our but we didn't find this out until that evening. Our bus was the last Christian bus that they let across the border. Hmm. Like that was amazing to me. Mm-hmm. And then the hotel that we stayed at in Jerusalem, they stayed open just for us. And the day we left, we watched them. They were um, turning off electricity. They had so many of their their employees that had to go to war. Mm. And they were, they're done for, I don't know, they don't know how long. They had to lay off their employees. The mm. other ones went to war. And they stayed open for us. Mm. Like, there's so many things that happened that were like, that's only God. You know, mm. like, he wanted us there. This wasn't an accident. Mm-hmm. And so— this is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I know there's so much my brain wants to tell you guys, but I just can't remember everything. Like, just so talk about you guys because your whole family got baptized in the Jordan River. Mm-hmm. You know, and two of your family members had never been baptized yep. before. So, how did that come about for them wanting to make that decision? Okay, so Jet, um, he is 18 and he's never been baptized. And I've always asked mm-hmm. him every time we have baptism Sunday, like, I'll just ask him. I've never like for- forced him or tried to pushing him at, you know, to do that. I know that that is strictly has to be his choice. Mm-hmm. And he's always told me, I want to get baptized in the Jordan River. And I never knew if that was going to happen, mm-hmm. to be honest. I'm like, okay. And I just kind of thought that maybe had been an excuse because he's kind of a shy kid and maybe didn't want to do it in front of the whole church. And so um, he was doing it. And then my youngest, he's only six. And I didn't, I wasn't even going to ask him because mm-hmm. I just didn't think that he could comprehend it until he started asking me questions. Mm-hmm. And then when I started talking to him about it, I could tell that he he got it. And so he said he wanted to do it. And then myself, Buddy, and Tracy, we've already been baptized. And Tracy and Buddy just were going to do it because they were there. And at first I thought, yeah, I am. And then things got mixed up and that was our first stop instead of it was supposed to be our last stop. Mm-hmm. And when it was our first stop, I thought, no, I'm not going to do it because number one, I do not get in ponds or lakes. They disgust me. 
Number three. Who knows? I love two. Yeah, me too. You I, don't get in ponds or lakes? I want to say the bottom. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no snakes or fish I don't or like anything. That either. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just don't do yeah. it. Um, number three, I don't like to be wet. Like, I don't get, I go to the beach and I just stay on the shore. <laughs> I do not like to be wet. And number four, like, when you can't shower really good and you still feel sticky and sweaty, like, it ruins my day. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't even explain how much I hate this stuff. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, I I was really disappointed when they said it was the first time, too, because I'm like, I don't know that is uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. think about it. Like, yeah. you have the rest of the day, like, right. to see it, all these spots. And feel it's icky. Like, yeah. I mean, truly, like, it. that did suck when she said that. I was like, oh, no. no. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I wasn't even planning on doing it. And then um, something just came over me, like, I didn't feel led like mm. I needed to because I've, I've already done it. Like I knew that. But just that I wanted to do this for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to do do it for him. I wanted to be uncomfortable for mm-hmm. him. And so I went ahead and I did it. And I can't say like, oh, my gosh, it was the most magical moment. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. I can't say I like felt all his presence so strong there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. But the joy that I had— being uncomfortable, I didn't think was possible. Mm-hmm. Like, I had so much joy that I actually wasn't uncomfortable. Like, I know that sounds so weird. Like, me going around the rest mm-hmm. of the day with wet hair, like, that's so miserable on me. Like, in reality, like, mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Before pretty- you ask another question, I got to throw this one in there because I'm not sure if— So Todd Little comes up to me. <laughs> and so it's Baptism Sunday. So he's like, my Shani brought home water from the Jordan River. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> wait a second. So we're in the middle of a war, you know, and there's, yeah, there's someone, there's someone of a, res- I don't know what's in it, but someone of a restriction clear. on like what you can bring home. So I said, Todd, do you know Somebody how she got that. it? Like, did she buy it? He's like, no, she put it in a shampoo <laughs> bottle and she got it in a shampoo <laughs> bottle. And I'm just thinking, I want to, I want to share it. Do you think we should just dump it all on me? Or do you think I should just dump it into baptismal? <laughs> anyway, I just thought, wow, Shani mm-hmm. is over there and gets a shampoo Collecting bottle out in the middle water. of the baptism. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just kind of girl I am. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just had to get one Todd told yeah. me that. I'm like, no, uh, I out of all you the know things how they have can... those in the hotels, mm-hmm. like the same, you know, in your hotel room. So the I just emptied it out, cleaned it out, and I was like, I, I mean, I don't think they're gonna question that. Like, no, I, I was it. thinking uh-huh. when he said it, I was thinking you went out there as like a head and shoulders bottle. You're out there and like Jesus, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> fell off the yeah. shoulders bottle. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah no. keep going. One of, it's, I can just think of one other story that you had shared. It was like your last day that you were there, that you were on one of the, the I want to say the Mountain of Olives. I don't remember what yeah, it was. No. Okay, no, that was really amazing. It was our, um, when we were in Jerusalem, the last evening mm-hmm. in Jerusalem, we went up on top of what is now called Mount of Evil, Mount of, or Hill of, oh my gosh, what is it? Mount, I don't know. Mount it's of where Evil. NATO, or the, yeah, go ahead. The so. what? The U.S. Em, the embassy, or the, the, yeah, the U.N. UN. The U.N., yes. Um, yes, and the, so you're on, we're on top of that, and we're like looking out at the Mount of Olives, and then there's a couple of different valleys behind, um, underneath in between. And you could see all, like all of J- Jerusalem. It was so beautiful. Like Tracy said, it wasn't like 
it was beautiful to me because that's Jesus's city. Like mm-hmm. right. that's what everything she's thinking things are ugly. I see beauty that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Mount of Evil Council slash the Hill of Evil. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, it was I called um, Mount of Evil or of Evil Council. Mm, Mount okay, of evil Mount Council. of Evil Council because that's where Judas the UN and now the UN's there. Like I mean, yes. Seriously, it's I unbelievable. Know. Mm-hmm. I know. Because um, so many things happen there, you know, like evil anyways. things. Yeah. So um, we're looking at that. And then the pastor just leads us into a prayer for Israel that was just, mm-hmm. just beautiful. And then we just start singing Yeshua. And oh my gosh, it was, it was like an experience. Like mm-hmm. it truly was an experience. And when I say all these things, I don't mean like, the presence of God was so strong there, even though it probably was, but it was just the atmosphere felt felt different, I guess. I, I don't know how to even put it in words, but it was so beautiful and so amazing that we were able to just like bless the city from above. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was just amazing. It yeah. was everything was amazing. And then um the next day <clears throat> we went down into um when they arrested Jesus and they had to put him down the hole. I don't know what it's called, but we went down in there and at now that there's steps that you can get down there. But of course at that time there wasn't. And it's the same walls, the same floor, and the hole is still there where they dropped him. And, you know, the, the night before his crucifixion. In crucifix- front of the Sanhedrin. Yes. Yeah. And now it's a church. <coughs> but, and what I, one thing I thought was cool is the Catholic Church bought, I don't know if they bought it or how the land works over there, but to save a lot of the holy sites, they would take it and build their churches on top to keep the holy yeah. sites because if not, they were going to be demolished and mm. stuff built on them. But anyways, I respected that, I have to say. But um, to be in that was, there's no words for that. Like, mm-hmm. there's no words. Mm. Yeah. Did you have more questions? Um, we have some people who have some questions about oh, Israel. I do want so, to share one but, thing. Yeah, so I have a I couple saved too. I didn't yeah, know this. Keep going. Um, so I know I've shared with you before, like sometimes when I go to different, like on vacation, different towns, like I can feel the atmosphere change. Mm-hmm. I can feel spiritually things that I, sometimes my body don't know how to handle it. So as we're going into Jerusalem, <coughs> the pastor starts talking <coughs> about, um, there's something called Jerusalem syndrome. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. I had never heard of it either. Jen, have you? Mm-mm. And it is where um, spiritually it is so strong, um, like satanic, the satanic spirit is so strong, or I don't know if I'm wording that correctly, um, that people can kind of lose their minds. And he said a lot of places that people go, and if you're a person that can feel this, um, you're feel like in other towns and stuff, you're feeling principalities and mm. spirits. Mm. He said, but here you're feeling Satan himself. And he said, not everybody gets it. I think it's like 100 people a year, and they have to be hospitalized. And um, sometimes they think that they are a Bible character. Sometimes they just freeze. They can't walk. They can't talk. They can't do anything. So as we're going in, I did get nervous over that because I was like, oh, am Mm -hmm. I going to get this? Like, I don't know if I can handle this Mm -hmm. because of things that's happened to me in the past with something like that. Mm -hmm. And... So we get there, and I mean, I didn't feel anything. I was perfectly fine. I'm so thankful for that. But I started looking it up, and it, it's legit. But Jerusalem like, syndrome. Jeru- so for anybody that's listening and watching, you can just Google it. Mm-hmm. You Google okay. it, and but in the 
I would say the worldly explanation for that is more of a, like a mental breakdown, mm. but in the spiritual, yeah, for it's, sure. you know, they don't talk about that on Google. Oh, they so, don't. No. So I found that super fascinating, oh. but I'm very, I love Sorry, spiritual. don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like that way you can see that it's a real thing. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. I'm, but I love spiritual mm-hmm. realm stuff. And so that was super neat to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So one thing that like blew my mind. No pun intended, you know, blue. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, that was kind of bad. I shouldn't have done that. Anyways, um, okay, so we're walking through like the old city of Jerusalem, and there was an older lady, and she was a Jew. She had like like the long skirt on and stuff. And I thought she had like a palm tree branch, but it was brown, so I thought it was like dead or something. And she's waving it like at us. And so mm. come to find out it was a whip. But at the time, I didn't know it. Okay, so she's waving it at us, like at our our group. And we're just walking. Like we're not, no one's talking about God or Jesus or Mm -hmm. anything like that. We're just walking as a group. And she's waving it. And she like, she looks at me. She looks at my aunt. And um, she she looked at me and she goes, stupid Christian. And she's waving it at me. Mm -hmm. And she goes, stupid Christian. And then she looks at my aunt and she goes, filthy, stupid Christian. And I I was like kind (coughs) of laughing like I was, I was like, wait, what just happened? And yeah. then she, I, I looked at my aunt and she goes, no, she's serious. And I'm like, no way. Hmm. I was just mind blown. I was like, right. oh my gosh, like right. that was crazy. That was the only thing like that wasn't even dangerous, but like the, that was the only thing that actually like happened to us that could have right. been, I guess, you know? Hmm. Um, yeah. And then, okay. The spiritual thing. So like mom, like feeling it and stuff. So whenever, um, whenever we entered Jerusalem and my phone shut off. I was on the bus and I can say not the whole time that I was in Jerusalem, but I could truly feel the Lord's presence so strong over me. And I didn't tell mom this either, but, um, it sounds so silly. Cause like, I've never heard of this, but I got like butterflies. Like I've never had, I, I feel the Lord's presence all the time. But I've never got butterflies before, and I, I got butterflies, and he took my breath away. Like, not mm. in an anxious way, though. It was peaceful. But, like, I had to keep taking deep breaths, and it lasted for, like, 10 minutes. I was mm. like, I don't know. It actually mm. took my breath away, and that was the only thing that I can say that I felt, like, spiritually. But hmm. those were the two things that I wanted to share. Wow. Did they ever talk about, because, like, every starting point class I do, we get to the story of Abraham. And so I always tell them, you know, like Abraham gave God all these, God gave Abraham all of these promises, like go to the promised land, do all of these things. And we talk about like one of the principles of faith is believing God's promises. And when you don't, right? So when you don't trust him, there's not only repercussions for you, there's repercussions for the world. So, you know, when Abraham chose to sleep with his maidservant, Hagar, you know, and Ishmael, which is essentially, you know, so we tell this whole story, every starting point of, you know, just so you know, you know, the the descendants, the Ishmaelites and the Jews are, the Ishmaelites are going to be in constant conflict with the Jews trying to kill them for all of their life. And not only Jews, it'll go into Christianity and they're always fighting over land because, you know, Ishmael thinks that he has the birthright, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because he was the firstborn. And like, did anybody talk mm-hmm. through any of those things there? Like to put in perspective mm-hmm. of like, 
This, this is, is what wine. you mm-hmm. and and again for Abraham. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, a, one night, the it was the second night we were there. Um, I sat my family back down and I explained all of that to them because they didn't know. Mm. Um, but the pastor and stuff, no, they didn't mm. talk about that. Not that I heard anyway. Right. <coughs> um, but no, I they were truly, I think, astonished to know that, like, we've seen it firsthand. Like, right. as we've seen the bombs, we were talking about this. Yeah, I mean, you hear all the time the argument over the guy. And there's been conflicts, escalations, but this is one of the largest ex- escalations that they've seen, mm-hmm. you know, in that. And that, you know, when it says in Scripture that all of the descendants mm-hmm. of the Ishmaelites will be a donkey of a man, and he will always be in conflict— <coughs> And always be trying to harm people. And then, you know, it just puts this into perspective. I mean, the, this is historical, clear back to biblical times of these people hating Jews and, and has spilled over into hating Christians. Anything that goes against what they would believe mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. their birthright, their God, you know, and that it's spilling over into that and that you're seeing that. And the thought of, and this is the thing that I think is always fascinating, and it was because Abraham chose not to trust God. Yeah, so, so all this is because of Thousands of people we were talking are about killed. Mm-hmm. Conflict is happening all over the world because, again, yeah, he made mm-hmm. a choice, you know, to not trust God's timing, not trust mm-hmm. what God said, not trust God's promise, mm-hmm. and made a decision in those, like you're seeing it on a global scale, but this is really no different than our life. Like mm-hmm. when when we choose not to trust God, like the ripple effect is so much mm-hmm. bigger than what yeah. we think. And that's why we always talk about it in starting point. Like this is a foundational principle. Mm-hmm. When you choose not to trust God, you're watching it on a global scale or you might see it. Because even when I say it, people are like, oh. And then all of a sudden this happens and they bring up Gaza and the Gaza Strip and all the the fighting over over the land. So I was just curious if they had talked about that or talked through what that looked like at all. Yeah. So perspective things too, uh, because this is the thing that I'm interested in, because I think this this has brought an awakening too. I think like the idea that is this is happening over there now all of a sudden there's Palestinian uprisings in America mm-hmm. right like people that are supporting the the movement or supporting the you know what's happening over there and there's a heightened sense of that what persecution is happening there is going to end up over here like now that you're back, do you think about that at all? Do you yeah, process any of those things at all? <coughs> yeah, and I'm totally fine with Buddy buying more ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Because I do think that that's going to be, I've said for years, like I think mm-hmm. that God's preparing us, mm-hmm. you know, from a faithful standpoint of mm-hmm. like how are you going to respond? Yeah, I haven't like went that far into it. But I mean, I have thought about like, who is in our country now with that border issue that we have that Biden just lets people come in? Like, mm-hmm. what are they planning? Like, mm-hmm. they could be coming to tons of little towns, not just New York City, not LA. No, for you know, sure. like, what that is scary. Um, I do want to share this one the thing. The bus thing? What? Oh, go, go ahead. No, <laughs> say what you were going to say because um, I thought of something just that too. One thing that um, I guess. Might have been the only time, because I kept telling you guys, like, I never had no fear. I'd have nervousness. I think I did have a little bit of fear because about eight years ago, I had a dream, and I think about it 
maybe almost daily because it has it's so burned into my head and it was so strange and it was the smallest like the shortest dream I've ever had but I remember everything about it perfectly I was in a room <coughs> and it had white walls it was small and I was just sitting on a chair nobody else was in there except one guy couldn't see his face I seen like from his chin or something down and he had a gun you know like how they put it around him so it wasn't like pointed to me but it was mm-hmm. like he was holding it like this and he started on this side of me and he walked all the way around to this side and he asked me over here, he and because I followed him with my net and with my head, and he goes, what does the name Jesus mean to you? And I followed him like all the way around, and when he got over here, I said, I remember I looked up at him, even though I couldn't see his face in my dream, and I said, he's my everything, and that's it. Mm. I woke up. So one night when this was like when we was in the Galilee area, I was sitting outside just praying, and I started asking God, because I've this dream has been so real for so long, and I've prayed about it, like, what did it mean for so long? And I've never had—I still don't have an answer. But then I had this fear come in saying, this is what it means. Yeah. You might have to do yeah, be in this situation. Mm-hmm. And I remember having such a real <coughs> conversation with the Lord saying, I am fine. I will do that for you. Like, take me. Do whatever you need to do. I, I, You have that much of my heart. Like, I'm yours. I don't know if you have— that part of my heart that I can say, do that with my kids. Mm. God, I don't know if I'm there yet. Help me to get there. I sure. want to get there. And that's the only time that I allowed fear to come in. And then I had to like push that away. Right. So talking about in America, like, I don't know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how I would handle or prepare for that. Right. And I'm not, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that, listen, I think that kind of stuff was coming for a long time. You know, I think the idea that uh, Christian persecution I think started long ago and has been in ways that we've accepted, right? Because it's not been, it's not been physical persecution. It's just been business persecution. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. been financial persecution. It's been, it's been in ways that America has just kind of said, just, it's a, it's an acceptable persecution. Mm -hmm. And we've done nothing to push back, right? Like mm-hmm. we've not, like I think in the church and I think in general as Christians, we just kind of laid back and said, better to stay peaceful than it is to stand up. And mm-hmm. the problem with that is, is that now you have got Christianity to a place where the faith is so weak. If physical persecution ever did mm-hmm. come, people are just not prepared, yeah, like not I prepared agree. for what, those types of experiences, because those things, the thing that people don't realize, and this is the this is from a terrorist standpoint, terrorists do not take on the military, terrorists do not take on men, terrorists take on women, women and kids. children, the elderly, and the innocent, because they know the way to break Shani's great faith is take her daughter. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a concept that. Like, as men, we're like, we got it, you know, we'll fight. But, yeah, take your wife and see what you do. Mm -hmm. Take your kids and see what you do. Like, it's a whole different perspective. And I think we've got to get better. Like, we need to to stand up to all kinds of persecution. You know, I know they made fun of us Mm -hmm. during COVID when I said it was persecution. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is persecution. When they're telling you to shut down and that the church isn't essential, that's persecution. Mm-hmm. And the church needs to stand up to it, right? Like they need to take whatever you're going to get, like whatever you're going to get, if you're going to get in trouble, whatever that is. And I think in general, 
across the the United States of America, that failed. Mm -hmm. You know, like churches are just like, well, we just need to, you know, conform. You know, we just need to step back. It's okay to just, you know, be in your home. It's a good experiment for you, you know, because then you don't have to go. I'm like, (laughs) come on. Do you see what's happening? And I think this is, you know, Jennifer, you (coughs) were in the meetings. Like we talked about these things of like, Listen, I, we cannot keep mm-hmm. giving into this. And I think this has just brought in another awareness to me of like, listen, mm-hmm. we've got to figure out how to get our kids prepared. We got to mm-hmm. figure out how to get our families prepared mm-hmm. because when terrorism happens, it's not going to prey on the strong, it preys on the weak. And yep. it's not the weak, but no, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know what the right word mm-hmm. is. But you know, it's gonna yeah. it's not gonna be man mm-hmm. on man. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be women and children. And we as churches and we as, mm-hmm. you know leaders need to get our families ready mm-hmm. for those things and get prepared for that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Jennifer, questions that you'd have for people? <coughs> well, I mean, cause we could talk about this all day. We're already an hour <laughs> in. Yeah. And I, and like I said, it's yeah. So thankful when Jennifer was sending that stuff that we could mm-hmm. journey with you in prayer, you know, and for your family, because again, for us here watching, you know, and not knowing, and you've kind of given us a perspective, but things could easily go the other way, Yeah, you know, could yeah. have easily changed because I think Jennifer sent us a text the one time that said, Hey, they're going to try to get to Lebanon. I don't remember. Not Jordan, Jordan. But they were talking mm-hmm. about trying to get out. Like <laughs> you got to get over on the border. Yeah. And, and I mm-hmm. was nervous about that. Cause I thought, man, what's going to happen? Then we have no mm-hmm. flights out of Israel. We, that's the only borders open right now. And if they close it, what are we going to do? No, I know. That's you know, just, that so we were all little, talking about yeah. that when mm-hmm. we were praying, like mm-hmm. in our family of like, Hey, this is what's going on. This is what could happen. And I'm assuming it's not a great idea to get trapped on the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so anyway, mm-hmm. sorry. Nope. You're fine. Can I add one thing mm-hmm. like really quick? So like one thing that my mom has tried to teach me for a while is like, um, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, like it says, I think it's Psalms or Proverbs or something. Um, And like all throughout scripture, like I can't think of right now, but it it talks about praying for Israel and um, it being like the apple of his eye and all these things. And I don't, I guess I never really seen the importance of it. I mean, just because, I mean, obviously it's in scripture, so it's important, but I don't know. It just didn't like register with me. Mm -hmm. But now I realize like I, it's, it's so important. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's literally God's nation. And like the fact that you don't really hear a lot of people talking about, it. you don't even hear a lot of sermons about, about it. Like, and I think just with all this, and obviously me being over there, but like with everything that's happening now, I'm like, why don't we talk about this? Mm-hmm. Like the church yeah, needs I mean, to salvation talk. Like, is from the Jews first. Jesus mm-hmm. was, you know, Jewish and, yeah, and then these are things like I said up until eight years ago. I didn't, I didn't know it was that important. Mm-hmm. I remember my dad always putting in my head, um, "You need to bless Israel," and I didn't even really understand what that meant. But I, I always heard him say that, um, and I've always, because of that, I've always been a like a giver to Israel, even though I didn't didn't understand mm-hmm. stand it. But now I like when you see it firsthand, you're like, oh, this is why we're supposed to pray. <coughs> this is why yeah. we're supposed to bless Israel. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just. Well, if you think about it, clear back to the Left Behind series. So did you read the Left Behind series and watch the movies? Watch the movie. Yeah. So anyway, like if you go clear back into that, like this dramatized it, but think of it from this concept. If you look at a map 
and you see how small Israel is and what they're mm-hmm. surrounded by. Yep. And it's then sad. you read essentially that Israel will never be defeated. That, that, I mean, if you look around at the Muslim influence around a tiny, tiny Israel and the the capacity that they have had to stay afloat in when every single person around them hates them and wants to see them completely destroyed. They are favored. There's no denying it. Right. And that's why anytime, and I don't want to get off on the political realm, but anytime (laughs) an American president would not support Israel. It's like saying we're not on like we're not on God's side. Yeah, we have went away from God's standard. Yeah. Because God mm-hmm. said that we need to be a supporter of Israel. <coughs> like we need to yeah. be a supporter of the things that that Israel does. Because if you match up with what scripture says, so all throughout history, mm-hmm. that's been a marker of presidents, like which mm-hmm. pres- presidents were pro-Israel. Because if the United States becomes mm-hmm against or not pro-Israel, like you're just going against a nation that we would say was blessed by God, mm-hmm. but the blessing can come away if you yeah. choose to go against And it's so Israel. amazing how he still favors them so much when they are shaming him and spitting in his face, basically. Yeah, and not oh, saying know. stupid Christians, like, that was so sad because she doesn't even know. I mean, obviously God loves us all, but like, and he doesn't show favorites, and I get that. It's hard to like put into words what I mean, but like, it was just so sad to me. I was like, oh my gosh, you don't even know how much he loves you. Mm-hmm. Like he loves us all, but yeah. like, you know, you, you're a Jew. Like, I don't know. I can't well, really, I remnant, can't really like say it the right way. But 144,000, mm-hmm. the remnant that's left mm-hmm. that happens in Revelation comes out of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. you know, and comes out of Israel. Like those 144 Jews that are converted, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, the wailing wall, you know, I mean, it's all stuff that, I mean, a lot of that happens, you know, yeah. over, over in there. and But, like, you would just see them, like, walking up and down, and literally my heart would break for them because I'd be like, you don't understand how much he loves you. And I thought I, one of my bold prayers was that I was going to con- convert a Jew and a Muslim. Oh, wow. Like, that was my bold prayer. <laughs> and I really thought I was going to have a chance to. And then the pastor said— we are not allowed to witness to them. You can go straight to jail. If they are not open mm-hmm. to receiving that, You, it's it's jail time there. And then I was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. um, so that didn't happen. But, I mean, I take that back. I don't know what plant, seeds we planted because we were talking to Jewish mm-hmm. people sure. every single day. Um, Is but, that the first time you had talked to Jewish people? Um, like, do you know Jews over here? When we're in Florida, like, we will— um, they vacation there a lot. Yeah. So we will talk to them. Like one time they asked, buddy, um, it's going to be Shabbat. Can you come and turn our, uh, flip our switch, the electricity? Like they can't even do that. Little things like that. But no, I don't have a relationship with any yeah. Jewish person. We used to have a truck driver at Zerkers that was a Jew. Oh, really? And mm-hmm. so every week we oh, My cousin us. actually married a Jew. I've only met him once, but I've never had a um, conversation. real conversation yeah. with him. It's just always in. I, I was the same way. He would back his truck up. He would help us unload tires when I worked at the warehouse. And all of us, obviously, are small town Monroe, you're all Christian guys. Mm-hmm. And so just fascinating to listen to a guy say, how idiotic are you mm-hmm. to believe that Jesus, mm-hmm. the prophet, the one who was a carpenter, would ever be the Messiah? Like, yeah. do you guys understand how far off? Like, he would, mm-hmm. he would have talked just like we would have thought a Pharisee would. Right. Like, mm-hmm. he had these yeah. conversations that would say, do you understand how 
crazy it is that he wasn't a king, mm -hmm. like he wasn't a king, that he would never be a king. And that, you know, that they still were talking about, mm -hmm. like when you read in there of all the things that were missed mm -hmm. in the, the Jewish faith, it's still today. And he would believe mm -hmm. it wholeheartedly of like, wow. we're still waiting. We're still excited. Cause he yeah. said like, we're still excited yeah. for Jesus to come, you know, for the Messiah yeah. to come. Mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Nope, you're good. I can talk about this. Stuff I know, for I hours. can too. I thought we might have to do part two. Yeah, maybe. Just <laughs> cut it in half. Um, how will what you experienced change how you live now that you are back? That's from Karen Bennett. So I feel like I'm forever changed. I feel like I, I, one thing that I truly did, I took our freedom for granted. And I know that's not religious or anything, but I really did. I just didn't understand how, I just assumed everybody lived the way we did, except for maybe, you know, people in Africa that are starving or mm -hmm. something like that. But um, I will never take that for, uh, for granted again. And I think, I hope that it changes everything that I do, every, every, mm -hmm. every aspect of my life, because I've seen everything. It made the Bible come alive in such a different way that I didn't think was really possible because I've read it so many times and I've studied it as much as my small brain can. And, but now I see it like just total, totally different. I don't know. I feel like I just, I don't have anything in particular that I think is going to change. I just hope everything changes. Mm -hmm. Even down to joy. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm not a very joyful person. Joy, I believe, only comes from God. I might be happy sometimes, but not true joy. And he's showed me what that is, even in the midst of such chaos and confusion and mystery. And mm -hmm. I've now have experienced real true joy. Mm -hmm. Yes. What about you, Tracy? Um, kind of like what I was saying a minute ago, like now I understand the importance of praying for Israel and mm -hmm. sowing into Israel. And so mm -hmm. that's, that's a huge thing for me. Like that I'm going to start doing that now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Karen had a couple of questions. We'll ask one more here. I've read that most um, Palestinians in Gaza don't agree with Hamas. Were you told that while in Israel? Or do you think that it's fake news? She said, laugh out loud. <coughs> no, I don't know. I, we weren't really told much about that. We um, actually, we didn't talk a whole lot about mm -hmm. that. We like our pastor and our guide um, just really focused mm -hmm. on what we were seeing and mm -hmm. the tour and things like that. Um, I personally think that, yeah, I don't think that they all do agree with Hamas because mm -hmm. I don't think every Palestinian is evil or mm -hmm. I think there's Christians over there. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't think every person agrees. Mm -hmm. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know that much about them. Mm -hmm. um, let's see here. We'll get off of Israel here. Jamie Tackett, what book of the Bible do you spend the most time in and why? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know because I. It just depends on what I'm studying at the time, so that's what I kind of. And what's your favorite in. book of the Bible then? Oh my goodness, I love Revelation, mm -hmm. even though I don't understand a whole lot of it. Um, and I guess I'd have to say Proverbs. I mean, because it tells you how to live every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, I. I mean, that's kind of easy answer. Tracy, um, I love all of the letters of Paul. Like every sentence, not even every verse, but every sentence is, there's just so much mm. in it. Um, and then to think like he could be so encouraging in prison, like 
Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love James. I would probably have to pick James because mm-hmm. he was Jesus's brother. So obviously he knew firsthand and he still viewed him as a king, even though, I mean, like, okay, like me and my brother, I mean, I'd never say he was a king. You know what I mean? Like you would think he would have some sort of, um, they'd have, you know, they had to have a different relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, they had to, I don't know if Jesus fought, but maybe like, no, that's mine. No, give it back. I don't know. Um, And so I really like James and also I like it because it's short. (laughs) It's like, like if somebody asked me, yeah, it's easy to read. And somebody asked me like, well, what should I start at? I would say start in James because it's Mm -hmm. short. It's not overwhelming. And it's full of so much information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Okay. Yep, let's leave it at that. Okay. All right. So you want to finish this up with the text messaging group? Mm-hmm. Yes, I can. So, yeah, if you want to be a part of the text messaging group from the, for the roundtable, text podcast to 260-408-8383. And then every Monday I will send out um, who our guest is going to be, and you can respond with some questions for us. Yeah. And again, thanks, Jennifer, for getting this set up. I mean, this was a kind of a last minute thing. So anybody mm-hmm. that like that, that has a story or wants mm-hmm. to be a part of, because we just think it's the power, like the round table has just been a powerful outreach to be able to take people's stories and the things that's going, that God is doing. Mm-hmm. So Jennifer, thanks for getting mm-hmm. that, you know, set up and Tracy and Shani, thanks for sharing mm-hmm. your story. Like I said, it's something that we could continue to talk through. And I'm sure that, you know, I'm going to tell people like, Hey, when you see them at church, like <laughs> talk to them. Because again, yeah. I think just a part of our witness is just talking about our life and the mm-hmm. things that are relevant yeah. and the things that God, are, God is doing. And, you know, that I'll just continue to pray for you guys that, you know, there are moments that are high and then they go away that these are going to be moments yeah, that just get mm-hmm. like seared into our consciousness and even for the people that are that are listening like things there are moments in life where I always say you just put a stake in the ground and it's like I will never go back that way after yep. that mm-hmm. stake and I think these are stake in the ground moments mm-hmm. you know things that you witness things that you guys talked about things that people are going to mm-hmm. see or hear that are just like this changes the perspective of everything you know so thanks mm-hmm. for sharing that with yep. us and thanks for sharing your story so mm-hmm. If you guys are watching or listening, make sure that uh, when we get this out on social media, make sure that you share, like, comment, you know, whatever uh, you guys will do on social media. But it helps us get this story out. If you see Shani, Tracy, or her family here on a Sunday morning, take an opportunity to go up and say hi, um, encourage them in that. And again, we just thank you for trying to recommend the podcast mm-hmm. to other people. We want to keep trying to get it out uh, to more and more people. Mm-hmm. So again, Shani, Tracy, Mm -hmm. Jennifer, thanks for getting it all set up. It was awesome, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.